Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Actually, sorry about just now, because if you listen to episode eight and then rolled right into the nine, laughing man leading right out with WFUCK, the, the BAM with the golden voice and the laugh man. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag taco chore. <laughs> Keep bringing it back when they have a weak episode. We're going to say thanks to Padriax Bar and Grill, Padriax Bar and Grill, traditional Irish cuisine. Bring your lobster bib for Taco Chore Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I can't follow that. <laughs> Anyways, if you just listen to episode eight and you're rolling right into episode nine, congratulations. You got a two for this week because we were out for uh, when eight was originally supposed to go up. Uh, we covered a lot of ground on nine. It's kind of really... At this point, it's kind of hard to remember what all we covered. Well, we didn't. Uh, yeah, nine could have been. This could be our transformative. I mean, there's some funny shit. There there's is. no doubt about some funny shit. But you know, if you get to nine, we, we I think we're finding that most of our feedback is text and or verbal. Yeah. Keep with that, but we we, we ask ourselves some some hard questions here. Yeah, we're. I mean, you know, not to peel it back too much, but we're speculating on you know maybe changing the format up a little bit, or at least the inspiration behind it all, because a lot of what makes this show work isn't necessarily related to what the show's founded on. Or it might be, but we need to figure that out. Yeah, if anybody wants to weigh in. We do have tptopod <laughs> at gmail.com. At this point, you could just send a nice <laughs> or even not so nice email just to put that first. Just can you imagine going to check it and you <laughs> see just one You're little like, in the end? And it just says, hey, like the show, smiley face. Yeah. Like, hey, somebody. It's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of that, we didn't say it at all in eight. And since we are doing a twofer, we can just cover it now. Please subscribe, share, rate, review, like. and share in iTunes. Mm -hmm. The thing that will help this show grow are reviews and ratings on iTunes. Mm -hmm. When you go in, you see the stars, click three, click four, click five. Prefer it if you didn't click one or two, but, you know, if you hate it, whatever. But a written review, share, you know, is great. And the next best thing you can do is tell your friends and neighbors about it. Help it grow. Uh, so Maybe not neighbors. Yeah, I mean, friends. I, I say this whenever I post the written explanation of the episode that, that appears in iTunes. Maybe give it a listen before you tell your grandmother. <laughs> you know. Unless she's super progressive, bro. Not every episode's going to be for everybody. I mean, this one delves pretty heavy yet again into our to our apparent desire for an Andy Griffith porn parody. Yeah, well, we, we covered, I do remember now, we did cover the the L.A. stories. Oh, yeah, you, you backed up stories that were promised on six. So this yeah. is actually a real. Yeah, so we finally got the L.A. We stories had guest teased on six. We had a guest host again. Our that, classic super fan, Banks Hickman, our 19th caller yeah. tonight. We did cast the Andy Griffith character and the soon-to-be Andy Griffith porno Helen, parody. And Helen Trump. And Crump, Crump I should say. Yeah. We, we've cast... Really, arguably, maybe the, the two leads. I yeah. think that's fair to say. For sure. Oh, and we, we also, I mean, we did cast Otis from the very beginning. That's oh, Well, Otis was a given. That's I a think. given. Yeah, that's a given. Uh, we still got to work on Barney and Floyd and the and Gomer and The Goober. crazy girls from Mount Pilot. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge is going to be casting Aunt B because you, you, you got to find some, you, you have to go into the no, most category. It. Oh, you do? Yeah, well, we can, uh, I think I think Stormy's perfect. <laughs> Not that okay. she needs the work right now, but I think she would. She with you know she'd sign on. 
So long as we can get her to, you know, wear her hair short, you know. It's not about looking. She's just old. She's a vet in the game, and she happens. It, it, she's she's a, she's the ain't be character would have to be somebody in the milf category. Yeah, you can't you can't have a young cat. In yeah, there for sure. You do kind of want to replicate images. Maybe though. Emma Star. See, I don't know who that is. Mm. But you didn't know who Evan Stone was until you looked at until him. I looked at the picture, and then I definitely knew who he yeah. was. So just I just need I've to... seen that dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. It, it was the first time uh, that I've ever searched on Google for a male porn star. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Ron White jokes when he's talking to, when he's talking about uh, somebody just being like so anti-gay. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, "Let me ask you something. <laughs> when you're watching porno, watching a man like men make love to a woman, do you want his penis to be all soft and flaccid? <laughs> no, man. I like a big hard throbbing cock." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good. Which you know, we'll touch on this next time because it's not intro material. But it was really funny when I went to a Ron White show mm-hmm. uh, over here, the Cobb Energy Center. Nice. And uh, who do I bump into? Your mom. Oh yeah, they were there with your mom, dad. I think maybe the Seabirds. I don't know. They're fans. But it was really funny because the show, the intro was hot garbage. But when he got out there, he was really funny. And you could tell your mom's laugh. We were only a section. <laughs> we, you could only tell a section away, but yeah. You just, you just knew That's that that was Susan laughing and she was having a good time. Yeah, as a kid, it was always easy to kind of know, like, if I'm kind of lost in a room, I just need to kind of perk my ears mm-hmm. up and I can know which direction to walk to find my mom. Well, it's a great laugh because it's just infectious. There's a lot yeah. of people that have a laugh. Like, I had a girlfriend one time that um, Leah's met. She had the worst laugh you've ever heard in your life. I mean, it was... People thought she was doing it on purpose to garner attention, and I was like, honestly, I wish that was true. <laughs> but uh, no, your mom's laugh is so infectious, and I remember Ron White had her just dying laughing. So yeah, yeah, it's funny. You know, we talked to your dad on a break on this episode. We did, and we tried to get him on when he was on speakerphone. It just occurred to me that the sailor language is genetic. Oh, between yeah. especially between Shared. your father and my mother. Yeah, <laughs> very like- very close those two, <laughs> and definitely which. I your dad has never spoken that candidly with me ever. Well, I mean he may I have, think but he has. but you're you're his oldest, so he's he's probably more apt to with you, you know, conversationally. But just sort of eavesdropping on speakerphone while he's talking to you, and then I would weigh in, and we talked about the LA stuff. It's like you are very much related to my mother because oh, yeah. because the 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 language is very similar. Mm-hmm. Two but. pirates on the ship at high seas, <laughs> but only when they're with their comfortable loved ones. Yeah, there's, this was great, and then we probably shouldn't overdo the intro. But the people and, and what you see and hear on this is definitely uh, an influence of where we came from. Because of, hey, we go out in the real world. Yeah, we know the societal fabric. We have to live by. Yeah. But when we're with our loved ones, you're... Well, that's the thing about the show. If anybody wants to gripe about what subject matter we cover or how, or what sort of language we use or how vulgar it gets, it's like, it's just where... It's just, <laughs> like, it's genetic. <laughs> like, we say it in the episode, like, this is a convert... You're listening to a conversation that we would have had that without have the microphone. Had. Yeah. You're just getting to basically eavesdrop. So, I mean, we've been doing this for as long as I can remember. I said, we should probably get a podcast. <laughs> if you're upset about what we say, you, you don't like turn, us. You should just turn it off. Because <laughs> this is, we're not putting on, we're not like turning it on for the show. This we is ain't the way. On no airs. Yeah. So, uh, this is episode nine. We covered uh, Boca 
which we've actually talked about before because it's, of Boca is actually a huge influence on Taco Chore. Yeah. So it's yeah, arguably yes. So it it it's a good episode, good episode of the pod. Stay tuned for episode ten. Uh, we will uh, we'll probably do ten. I, th- I don't know which episode it'll be. It'll probably be either eleven or twelve, where we're going to recap my upcoming trip to Vegas. Mm. So that could that's going to be a doozy. That could be an entertaining show. But for now, WFUCK the band. <laughs> you guys, damn it, I'm laughing, the, go- man. the Golden Voice and the Laugh Man signing off for episode nine. Coming up, we got weather and traffic in five. Until then, four hours of Scott Stone Man. Sour. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. So, uh, uh, do you want to shit on her now? No, I would. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? Is this going to be another scatological episode? No, it's not scatological. No, it occurs to me now doing this new uh, recording that I have yet, after teasing it on six, to do the LA stories. I'm, t- I'm tempted to suggest that we call Banks to get a call in early in this one. So Brother? He, so he can collaborate. Or corroborate. Do you want to give us, before we call, do you want to give us a little bit of a... Well, what, what I'll do, I, I teased two stories for Los Angeles. So I'll tell one that he's not directly involved in. I, I said this in the tease. I'm 20 years old. Uh, we're in Los Angeles for a movie that Banks was an extra in. There's a dad on the trip that wants a drinking buddy. And, and I basically become that drinking buddy. The hotel bar, I think what the place we stayed at was called the Sofatel. It was like a swanky L.A. hotel. Look at you. Uh, he gets me in there. It's like velvet ropes. You got to show ID to walk in. He just he tells the guy at the rope, like, this guy's with me. He's It's all right. You know, can you come in with me? And it worked. They let me in. L.A. of all places or, where they're, like, strict on everyone. Um, and so I now have, like, open access to this bar and he's like, you know, I'm putting a tab down, get whatever you want. And he just leaves it open for me. Uh, so there's a few nights at this bar. One night in particular, uh, he's not there with me. I'm sitting at the bar, I'm having a drink. And there's this uh, kind of slightly bigger than me uh, black guy with long dreads sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's gesturing while he's talking and he knocks my drink over. Oh, Man. And uh, he immediately turns like, dude, I'm so sorry. Let me buy you another one. What, what were you having? You know, that's my bad. And so I don't remember what it was, but he, he gets me another one. And then he asked me where I'm from. I'm like, oh, I'm from Atlanta. He's like, no shit, I'm from Atlanta. I was like, <laughs> really? He's like, yeah, I'm fr- I live in Smyrna. It's like, holy shit, small world. And he said, what are you out here for? And I said, my brother's an extra in this movie. They're filming out in San Bernardino. And we're staying in downtown L.A. And, and we're just kind of here as a family taking taking advantage of the trip. I said, what about you? And he's like, I'm out here for business. I said, what do you do? He's like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a, I don't know if he called himself a rapper or an artist, but through the course of conversation, I come to find I'm talking to T-Pain. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm 20 and I'm a metalhead <laughs> and I do not know who the fuck T-Pain is. I have heard the Buy You a Drink song, which, given the circumstances, buy you a drink. <laughs> 
was funny because T-Pain did buy me a drink because he accidentally knocked mine yeah. over. Yeah. He wasn't um, trying to get in your pants. No, but I could tell that he was immediately at ease because he's talking to someone from his hometown who's not in touch with the hip-hop music scene whatsoever yeah. and has no idea who he is. Also has no idea that he uses a modulator on his voice to... Sure. Sure. So the conversation is not weird for him because mm-hmm. I'm not going to fan out on him or anything. <laughs> so we talked about Atlanta and we talked about music and we talked about drinks we like. I mean, the dude hung out with me for a couple of hours. Nice as hell guy. And uh, kind of when the conversation's wrapping up, I say to him, I was like, you know, I don't know your music or who you are, but I guarantee you my brother I'm sharing a room with does. Would you sign something for me to give to him? Because he'll flip his shit when I tell him I was hanging out with you. And so I give him my Brooklyn Dodgers hat (laughs) that I had bought at a L.A. Dodgers game, and he signs the underside of the brim. I feel like I did give it to Brian, but Brian really didn't give a shit, so I ended up just wearing it with his signature underneath, <laughs> and it, it faded over time. But at the end of that night, I mean, once once I got told, tabs open, you can drink as much as you want. Quick question. Yeah. Did he sign it, T-Pain? It's unclear. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an autograph, so it's okay. all kinds of scribbles. So he, like, gave you his signature. I don't know. Like, he signs his checks that way. Well, he, signed, he didn't sign it, T-Pain. It's unclear. Okay. And it's, fa- it's long gone now. Yeah. I didn't keep it. That hat got smashed in a, when I was moving. It's a shame, too, because the Brooklyn Dodgers is a cool hat. It was, but it was, it's too small now. My head's grown since yeah, then. No. You've gotten it's, smarter. It's the beer. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's, it's my understanding, you know, that I, I, it's, it's cool for me within reason. I'm not, like, running up a tab or anything, but I can, I can have drinks at this bar on his dime, not on T-Pain's, on the guy that got me Yeah, in. And so I'm, I'm closing the place down. Like, T-Pain's been gone, bar's kind of empty, and there's a, there's a bartender named Asia. Very attractive gal. Mm-hmm. I'm 20. I would put her at 26, maybe 27. Very attractive woman, and she's being a little flirty, and she asks me if she can make me something. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So she makes me a cocktail, which I later find out it's rum, pineapple juice, and Sprite. You know, whatever. She's trying a taco chore. It's, <laughs> it was good. It might even be a chocolate task. I had several of them. <laughs> I had, I, I had many of these drinks. She made them and she's being very flirtatious. She's being very attentive. And I'm the only one in the bar. So it's basically just me and her talking. And I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, vaguely hitting on her. I tell her that she kind of reminds me of Audrey Hepburn in like a classic beauty sort of way. I'm sort of underhandedly complimenting her. But I'm also 20 and don't really know how to drink, so I am getting fucked up Uh, because she's giving me some some rum, Sprite, and pineapples left and right. So the night's coming to a close. The bar's getting ready to close down. It's past 2 a.m. at this point. And, uh... I, I do not have my wits about me anymore. I'm three sheets to the wind. And she tells me they're going to, they've done last call. And she, she leans over and she puts her hand on mine. And she says, do you need any help getting to your room? To which I say, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Dumbass. And, oh. I one eye open, drunkenly stumble to the elevator, go up to my room that I'm sharing with Brian, who's kind of half awake, 
And I tell him everything that just happened. <laughs> and he's sober because he's uh, 16, 17. He's like, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, hey. I'm hammered. I'm like, what? And he's like, no bartender at a hotel bar just offers to walk you to your room. She's giving you free drinks because I've left that out. Like she, she these, these drinks were not on the tap. Yeah. She's just giving them to yeah. me. It's like she's giving you free drinks, and she touched you and offered to walk you here. He's like motherfucker. I should be sleeping in the hall right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all you know. It's all coming together, and I'm just like, oh no. Well, the good news is, you probably would not. Have been at your A game. That was the one sort of, uh, it's, and I think I don't think it justifies it. No, but, but but in hindsight, I think when I woke up and I was sober, and we and Brian and I talked about it again. It's like you know, had I had the wherewithal to say, well, yes, I do need some help. Things would have not been very impressive. Well, and here's also <laughs> the part of that: it wouldn't have been that dapper way you just said that. It wouldn't have been. She might have said, "Do you need help getting to your room?" And you would have said. Yes, I think I might. on It's gonna be a hell of a time. It would not have been this very well. Yes. Yeah. No. I was. Uh, I was. Like James Bond is accepting an invitation. Oh, yeah, yes. No. Yes. I was royally fucked up. I would not have been able to perform. It would have been a very <laughs> underwhelming experience. She would have so, gone home and be like, "Really cute guy at the bar tonight. I thought we were getting along. I gave him some free drinks, and then." Basically just jacked his shitty little dong and he never just rubbery dick, just nothing happening. And he fell asleep. I think the sports center was on. And then I came home. Well, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about in the last episode, that <laughs> that innocent cluelessness you have as a kid who's not experienced. It stayed with me until 20. I was like, I, I, I was not that experienced in the in the arts of of. Uh, of courtship or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, at 20 years old, shit-faced, I don't understand the subtle nuances of the fairer sex making a pass at me. Well. You know, and that's highlighted by the fact that I was, you know, on my seventh or eighth rum and Sprite at that point. <laughs> and uh, pineapple. And pineapple. Yeah. Which, subsequently, that became the, my my regular drink for a while. Go somewhere. What can I get you? Uh, do you have? Uh, I want to be reminded of my shame. Uh, <laughs> can you have any rum, pineapple? Can I get like a Sprite? Sailor Jerry Sprite and a splash of pineapple? <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's it's kind of become a fetish. You know, the shame gets. Ever heard off. of Sex on the Beach? <laughs> it's called shame on an elevator until your brother tells you how you fucked up. What about? Uh, let me let me get a sex not in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it the turn down an unattractive female. Uh, we'll have that. Hold on one second. Uh, Trump. We'll just hit pause while you while you. Uh, well, let me explain before you hit the pause. He, all right. He's chewing his bone. I don't want that to be a. Come on. Now we can pause. We'll be right back. So yeah, that happened, and uh, I don't have anything comparable to that. It's I mean, I, of, I've definitely screwed up my fair share of possible <laughs> hookups, but I don't know if I've ever had someone like. Just say. Bear, bear in mind. Now, also, I have never I at that age. I have never had an adult woman throw herself at me before. Well, let me throw you this. So Maybe I, not that we need to find easy outs for your. Not that it matters anymore. Yeah, it's, but it's maybe she says, "Do you need help getting to your room?" And maybe 
in an alternate universe, you're like, fuck this. She's down to fuck. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. And you say like, you know what? I could probably use some help to my room. And she says, Rocco. <laughs> This guy needs help to his room. And now you've got like a six foot four guy. Ex-con licking ex-con, his lips. Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes advantage of you and Brian. <laughs> and then you have this terrible family story. Brian yeah. doesn't recover. Yeah. He it could have gone. It could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. It could have gone a lot of different ways. He ends up in a psychiatric I ward. doubt that was it because there was no one else in the room. It we was don't just know. she and I. But we, we you don't know. know. I, you know, it, it does make me feel even better now. You well, know, to hark back 11 years, 11 years later. We don't know what could have happened. She could have said, like, oh, well, this is clearly not going to work because look at him. Well, I'll have, I'll have Rocco take him up to his hotel room. Rocco was in Oz. Yeah. Well, the story got shared with multiple other people at the on the trip. And, you know, one by one, several dads and guys came up to me. and was like, dude, you fucking blew it. Yes, <laughs> I, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. I know. And, you know, I did go back to the bar and she was not working the rest of the nights that we were there. She was she was Asian. absent. I've known a few Asians. Most of them are always pretty. She kind of had like a uh, what's the girl's name that that's that's dating Deadpool. Have you seen Deadpool? Yeah, she's lovely. She kind of looked like a cross between her and Famke Jansen. Don't know the second one. Uh, she's in the X-Men movies. She plays um, the girl that can move stuff with her mind, just like Professor X. Well, that's damn near the same woman. They look exactly the same. Yeah, but but she had, but she also did legitimately have a little bit of an Audrey Hepburn thing going on, too. Mm. She was a raven-haired, tall, slender, pale pale girl. Mm. Um, the, the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> For the best, yeah, it's it, it's worked out. I'm doing, I'm fine. That, and but you would have been a horrible lay. Oh, it would have been terrible. I wouldn't have been a lay. I probably would have fallen asleep. Brian would have been in there watching. No, <laughs> to Brian's credit, he was like, I would have slept in the hall or gone and knocked on mom and dad's bedroom and just made he some shit that. up. He says that. He was he, back then. He would have done it. Brian, Brian was no stranger to 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 the Taking ladies one back for the then. Team? No, well, maybe not that, but but you know, he, I meant like willing to say like, all right, I'll go to it. No, I mean he was the quarterback. He he was oh he was probably he was familiar poon with left and the right. ladies. He's so, probably getting he's loving this right now. I just said <laughs> pulling poon left and right. <laughs> so he and we was, know he's going to be listening. He's going to back to back this thing. And he's gonna be like, damn right. So he was in that mindset of I'll help I'll help my literal brother out I'll I'll go sleep on the floor so he can you know get finally some get some strength you know I was recently broken up with my three year long you know serious girlfriend that lasted oh, from high yeah, school it would have been the perfect rebound you know and I completely fucked it up <sighs> but that's not the only story I teased the other one I teased. Brian and I are... It's heavy on the golden voice tonight, everybody. <laughs> well, I wanted to get these out of the way because I feel bad that I, I Get them out of the way. So, Laughing Man will just sit here playing second <laughs> fiddle, waiting to laugh. Well, we can call Banks for this, too, if you want to get him involved. Brian and I are on the elevator. We're going down to the pool at this hotel. And these two very attractive, definitely foreign girls get on. I mentioned this in the teaser they're they're topless, but they're wearing these sort of ponchos that are just big nets. So even though they are wearing something, you can see all of their boob. Mm. And you know we're both wearing. Well, actually, I take that back. I'm wearing mirrored sunglasses, so I'm in. You know, I'm safe to stare. Brian is not wearing sunglasses, so he <laughs> he has to only kind of look out of his peripheral vision. 
we go down to the pool. They go on the other side. They light up a J. I said this in the tease. You know, Brian's like, what is that? And I'm like, that's pot. They're, you know, they're topless foreign girls smoking marijuana by the pool. This place just got even cooler. We eventually find out that they're staying on our floor. And in fact, I think, like, you know how hotel rooms are staggered. Like, there's one on the right, and then you go down half a ways. There's one on the left, and then you go down half a ways, and there's another on the right. They're staying in between on the opposite side of me and Brian and my mom, dad, and Banks. Banks and myself, and maybe Brian too, all have a uh, habit of sleep talking and sleep walking. And Banks needs to tell you more because I don't really know how it all came to be. But long story short, my parents get a knock on the door and it's the topless uh, German girls. Uh, we think your son's in our room. I've heard this. I forgot all about this. <laughs> Would you mind coming and getting him? And they go in there, and Banks is asleep on their bed. <laughs> he does, apparently, you know, he says he doesn't remember it. It was sleepwalking. He just walked into their no, room. This is early poon travels for Banks, and just and just crawled into their bed and went to sleep. And what they and they they had to come find someone to retrieve him. Well, let's give him a call. Let's give him a call. See how he tells it. We're going to give him a call here. Of course, if he doesn't answer, that's pretty much the end of the story. Yeah, that'll that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, nice little intro for him. Yeller. Hey, you are the 19th lucky caller tonight on PTPO. Oh, shit. Fuck it up. <laughs> DPTO. <laughs> WWCK, oh, the BAM. The BAM. We don't have any tickets for you to the local Motley Crew show, but we do need you to tell us a few fun facts. Brent was. Oh God, I can't. I'm, I know what this is going. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I, I have a feeling. We're well. We're, I was just talking about Los Angeles and the time you walked in on the uh, the foreign topless girls' room. Ah yes. I have a question. Was that really sleepwalking, or was that the earliest poon adventures of Banks Hickman? <laughs> 100 full disclosure that was that was 100% sleepwalking oh, wish you would have lied oh, should have lied that's not the answer we were looking not for not the answer we were looking for thank you we will call you again <laughs> but I mean, what happened because I don't even really remember you just well, got up I have a question how do you okay like sleepwalking I get Emily was a sleepwalker yeah but how do you gain access to a hotel room that I would imagine is I think hard they, access? They had been leaving their door open and like, huh. like like propping it open. Really? These are foreign girls that are walking around topless in Los Angeles. It's just kind of like doors open, whatever. Well, well, I, I woke I woke up in their bed and I see one bitch on my right that was <laughs> fine as can be, and then one on my left, and she was just as fine. He's, he's but, ten. I'm like, <laughs> At I'm ten. I'm like, damn, I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look over and I see Fabio shirtless wearing uh, little whitey tighties. And I was like, yep, nope, I'm not. Lance <laughs> <laughs> thought, oh shit. Oh, Banks yeah. thought he died and went to heaven until and then he saw their weird foreign <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this young boy in the bed? <laughs> this got much more interesting. <laughs> oh, I was probed as a ten-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. we—I felt bad because we're actually recording episode nine, and we teased this back on six, so we're finally getting it out of the way. He finally needed to tie the loose ends. Yeah, the bank sneak at ten. I mean, I'm actually really impressed. At ten, you'd be. Like, 
That bitch is fine as hell. Oh, that one's even finer. Well, not me, because at twenty, not I couldn't. You. I couldn't pick up the signs. Yeah. But Banks at ten. At ten had have. more of a yeah. If if the bar if the bartender had said you need help to your hotel room, Banks would be like, no, not only do I need help, I need you, I need you to come up to the room. <laughs> like he would have just been out out front with that shit. Yeah. Anywho, <sighs> well, that's a nice uh, what a story. Are you back from spring break? I am officially. <laughs> Every day is spring break for Banks. So, I mean. Fuck off. Come on. It's a good thing. Where'd you go? Take it. I went to, we were down in Pensacola, left uh, Gulf Shores. Wow, classy. Did you eat any ass down there? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Got some taco chores in there. A little uh, chocolate task. I like it. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Have you worked taco chore into your daily vocabulary? Not yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. It's not that hard. Spread the word. You're on a college campus. Like, that's how this shit goes viral. I'm actually already considering Taco Chore t-shirts. Definitely. Uh, I think it's That's the number one t-shirt idea. How do you you spell the second word? C-H-O-R-E. You're in college. (laughs) Chore. Uh, See, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, so I'm like, what the fuck's he saying? Like, chore, chore. I don't know what you're fucking saying. You haven't heard this one yet? Has he not heard Taco Chore? Have you heard Taco Chore? Have you listened to episode uh, seven? No, I'm 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 ending six right now. Oh, oh my God, Banks! Well, you gotta listen to episode behind. seven. No, it's not even that you're behind. I don't even blame you. I mean, like I said, you're on spring break. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta eat some ass. You gotta eat some ass. But right, if you once you hear and understand what we're talking about based on episode seven, you'll have a much deeper understanding. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit for episode 10. Yeah, you know what? We're yeah. going to give you a call back for 10 once you've really you'll be, you'll be contextualized taco chore. No, hey, I was crying at come face, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, your dad didn't care for it too much, but that is totally true. All of that, no, I didn't, it's nothing made up. Come face, bitch is real, and she probably still has her mossy oak hat on somewhere in some. Shitty beach with little blue God, stains I pictured on it. so easily with the camo hat, too. I was like, oh, I know exactly what he's saying. She's probably got a lizard on her fucking forearm. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Banks, you might have done the cum facing yourself. It's real. I don't know. She never really told us whether it was her husband. We don't, we don't know. It's still a mystery. She will forever live on. But yes, thank you for being the 19th caller. Please listen to episode 7 and 8. And, nine. and now nine. Eight and nine are actually going to go out together because we missed last week. Perfect. So Glad to have you back. Number one fan. We love you, Banks. Love y'all. Bye. Take it easy. Well, that was fun. It was a nice interlude. I do like the addition of the lizard on the forearm. Oh, and I like the fact that he says he like he knows that. And he, if anyone knows yeah. that girl, it's it's Banks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's... It's she, she her type is is not foreign to him. That's <laughs> <laughs> not speaking ill of Banks. Just it's saying. not. It's not. But I mean, he he knows exactly who he you were describing. He spends enough time on the beach of Pensacola. You're gonna meet a few cum faced yeah. girls. It's just is what it is. This is all perfect timing because we're about to start oh, episode Boca. nine of The Sopranos. We've been building up to this one. We've talked about it a lot. We kind of we kind of indirectly uh, we kind of ruined we kind of spoiled it. But this is the one where you find out that Junior that Junior loves. puts in the rough. Or putts he from the loves the taco chore. Little does he know that that's what it's called. I don't know. The, the beginning scene with AJ running through the cemetery with dogs. It's, it's like, what do you do when AJ never ran? 
<laughs> well, he is right now. But yeah, they're there visiting uh, Johnny Boy's grave with Olivia and Junior. You know, maybe that's why she's pissed off all the time. Maybe Johnny Boy never gave her the taco chore. <laughs> Would you? I imagine. I don't know. What's that joke? What's that joke from uh, Billy Madison? It's it's uh, 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 Jack Re- Jack Nicholson or Meg Ryan and Norm Macdonald says Jack Nicholson now or 1974. <laughs> 74. Mm, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Olivia and the taco chore. Ah, well, we know that Johnny probably, it was probably once a year, you know? If, yeah, I mean, if it's taboo. Honestly, though, probably not at all. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if it's taboo, present day Sopranos, what is this, 99? This was, yeah, 99. Yeah. If it's taboo in 99 Sopranos, it's not a, it's not even thought of or mentioned in no. the 1960s. Because if you get called out for it now <clears throat> in 1999, it's yeah. like, mm, you could probably play it off. I mean, we have established by way of the Andy Griffiths show that culturally speaking across America, people were just putting private parts in their mouths left and right, just not in the mafia. Mm-hmm. Blowjob was already yeah. around. Yeah, Andy. Oh, and you know what? We didn't we never We never circled back to the Andy. I had a conversation with my old man about that. Oh, good. Does and he have some porn stars in mind? Well, it's not that he, he didn't really specifically <laughs> name any porn stars. Oh, that's a shame. I know. Uh, but he did agree with my assertion that the when casting, or at least writing the plot for the show, the yeah. crazy girls from Mount Pilot would be the best scene. Okay. And he also agreed, I actually took great plot pride in this, that Floyd the Barber would be the most hung and would be... Most likely to bone Aunt B? Probably. I, yeah, I, I, but that, it was just funny how he let out when I told him the premise. He was like, "Oh, Floyd, yeah, definitely Floyd." <laughs> and I was like, "Interesting." I don't know how familiar you are with uh, uh, the actors and actresses by name, but I do have an Andy Griffith in mind. This might be something that we have to string out over a few episodes where we really piece yeah, together a good cast. I agree. Let's don't. We should not but, get too invested in this episode in this but I would love to hear who you I, have I cast. at least want to say who I like for Andy Griffith based on age and personality can't be Nick Manning that's no. too much okay. Evan Stone I don't know Evan Stone he's the he's long haired slightly older and he's kind of funny in every film that he's ever done Evan you Stone. probably recognize him if you looked him up I, I feel like that would be kind of awkward <laughs> I'll do it for pods alright I'll do it for pods <laughs> He's my Andy Griffith. Gotta say, there's a first time for everything, and this is the first time I've looked up a male porn star. Oh, well, you know. He's, or uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right, let's see. No, but just solely based on age and the character he's going to fill, I'm going with Evan Stone for, uh, for Andy Griffith. I know Evan Stone. <laughs> I knew you would. It's too much of a square chin, but I, I well, mean, he's not, a seasoned we're, vet in the We're game. not doing a lookalike. He's he's an older man. You can't go with, like, James mm. Dean or something like that. You got to go with the man who's slightly older. But I feel like Peter North is too too silly and cliche. So, yeah, plus, kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of, per- I've seen Evan Stone interviewed, like, for, you know, humor's sake, outside of porn. He's a genuinely funny guy based on his age. I think that's our Andy Griffith. I'll go with it. And I still, even though she's retired, I still like Sasha Gray for uh, Andy's girlfriend. Whatever. Helen Crump. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely so perfect. So we'll stop there. We can, it's, I. Okay, so we've cast, so just for tonight, we have yeah. Evan Stone in the role. What, okay. 
Here's a thought of our 20 listeners who are probably like gross and still might be laughing. Yeah. But for the future listener. Yeah. What if we end up doing this episode by episode as it comes to us? Yeah. Like you've got Evan Stone and Sasha Gray and maybe I probably shouldn't spend too much time thinking about this, but maybe I do. And I throw some cast members into this Andy Griffith porn spoof and we joke about it. Yeah, running thing. But we... And then all of a sudden, someone comes to us. Yeah. At the AVN Awards, we could be accepting awards <laughs> for, for screenwriting for the, for the Welcome it. to Mayberry. Or, I'll take it. Oh. You know what I thought about? What's, what's Barney... What's, what's one of Barney's common phrases that we could easily work into a porno script? Mm. And, and I've rarely ever watched the show as a That's kid. That's crazy to me. I'll you never want, or rarely. Do you want to know what it. phrase comes to mind that we could easily work in? Let's hear it. Andy, we've got to nip this in the butt. <laughs> nip it in nip the butt. Nip it in the butt. <laughs> you could so easily work that into a porno script. So easily work that in. What's his name? What's his girlfriend's name? Uh, uh, Thelma Lou. Thelma Lou, I'm going to nip you in the butt. <laughs> Oh, you can even change butt up a little, a little bit, bit and change the scene to a nice little taco. You know, for Barney, I was thinking James Dean, but I feel like we got to go with someone slightly more odd looking because Don Knotts is not exactly the most handsome fellow. But again, we're not trying we're not casting for the look. No, but in terms of age and personality, Evan Stone's a good Andy Griffith. You do you need a good Don Knotts Barney uh is it Barney Fife? Barney Fife. So we're going to have to work on that. And there's there's still Goober and Gomer to cast, still Floyd to cast. We And Ain't, ain't B's the biggest challenge. Okay, I have a line. <laughs> it, I don't think it's the most quoted line, but I, I just IMDB'd some Barney, folk, Barney Five quotes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy Taylor says, what are you doing? Barney Five says, gun drawing practice, 10 minutes every day. If I ever have to use this baby, I want to teach it to come to Papa in a hurry. <laughs> well, there you go. There you it go. Sure Nip itself. it in the Nip bud. It in the bud. <laughs> Something that came to mind, I know for a fact that there's a Munsters porno parody. Oh. And they did cast somebody in the role of Eddie. Now, even though Eddie is a boy in the classic TV show, mm-hmm. they made him a young 20-something-year-old man for the Munsters porno parody, mm-hmm. which means we probably should consider uh, an Opie Taylor character. I am going to vote against it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to take him out of the series. It just doesn't need to be there. Okay. It can, if you want to do a spoof where it's like Andy in the later years and he, Opie well, might yeah, be. I mean, it could be Opie, Opie circa Ron Howard's. Uh, um, happy Days, yeah. Happy Days, yeah. or what's that that George Lucas movie he did about the fifties? American Graffiti. Yeah, it could be. It could be adult Opie. It doesn't. We let's, don't have let's, to, let's get off Opie. We don't have to <laughs> literally <laughs> and figuratively. We don't need to. It have doesn't any. have to be represented as a kid. It could be an adult. Anyway, it's something just, just so we can say at the end of this when we're doing our intro that there was a little Sopranos involved in this episode <laughs> and not strictly. Oh, all. it's only been thirty minutes. Uh, I know, but uh, so Boca is a great episode. Okay, I, don't, well, a good episode. I don't know if it's great, but it has a lot going for it. I think one of the key storylines it gets kind of lot. There's the Pepper Neg scenes, by the way. Yeah. There, uh, I think Boca. You've got two main storylines. You've got the co- you got the high school coach that ends up he, he's been having sex with one of the players. They don't know that yet. He's turned the team into a super successful modern day. Modern days where 
uh, Meadow yeah. plays for the team. Yeah. Super successful. Great coach. Got all the girls playing well. The the he's got the whole gang. Tony, Silvio, everyone's coming to the game. They're following it. That's got to be nerve rattling if you're if you're a coach and one of the dads on your team is you know for a fact a member of organized Yeah, it's crime. like no room for interpretation. Yeah. You know who that man is. Doesn't seem to bother him. In fact, he tries to play hard. Um but yeah, we we'll find out throughout the episode that he you know, they want him to stay. He says nothing's going to make me leave. Then he gets this job offer to go coach at the University of Rhode Island and then they try to kind of coerce him by giving him a big screen TV and threatening his dog. Yeah. And then it turns out that that he's actually having sex with one of the team, teammates, and yeah. uh, that, and she tries to kill herself over it. And we'll get to that it's as, as the storyline comes. But really, why we love Boca? <laughs> oh my God, Meadow and her ugly friends are drinking. Hey, there! Look, it's like your scene from episode eight, except just substitute weed for <laughs> drinks, and you're out in the woods. We didn't sit on cool logs in a circle. We we just kind of wandered aimlessly in the woods. <laughs> I wonder what they're drinking. I love the baggy jeans. What are those, Jinkos? No, Jinkos would be much bigger than that. Oh, this is right. This is where they find out that Allie has been uh, having sex with Coach because she is cutting herself. You know, Meadow at this age kind of looks like a young... Um, oh, crap. What's her name? She's she's in the movie Fargo, and she was just in that Three Billboards movie. Uh it's gonna drive me nuts that I can't think of her name all of a sudden. But at a quick glance, she looked like a, a young version of her, Francis Fr- uh, McDormand. Yeah, yeah. Fargle. <laughs> Fargle. Love that movie. Oh, I'm all right. Just gonna barf. <laughs> you doing all right there, Margie? Yup. Just think I have to barf. <laughs> oh, went back away. Kind of hungry. <laughs> I like this. She, uh, if we're going to do a Fargo thing when she's talking to the two prostitutes, and she says, what does this guy look like? Oh, I don't know. Kind of weird looking. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Just, just kind of weird looking. Oh, also, he was uncircumcised and weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I had one of my oldest friends is a very devout evangelical Christian and, and swore off watching any and all R-rated movies a long time ago, and it's his he and his wife's thing. They don't watch R-rated movies. According to him, because they got burned on the movie Quills. You ever seen the oh, movie yeah. Quills? With, uh, he's with like, when you see Jeffrey Rush have Rutten. sex with a corpse, it's just, he's like, I just kind of thought, like, I don't ever want to possibly stumble into the this corpse? again. I don't know. Dead girl. I don't know. I've never seen the movie Quills. His point being. I've seen that film. And his I'm point being, you don't that. know what you're getting into with R-rated films, because they might show something that's really just going to fuck with your head. And that's my language, not his. But. They do make an exception because they're from Wisconsin and Minnesota. On Fargo? They will watch Fargo because it, it's kind of like a little taste of home. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> With a little of, murder and, you know. But yeah, wood chipping humans. So, so here, the, here's yeah. uh, Corrado and his, uh, his lovely Boca girlfriend that he uh, taco chores on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's really have you. Let me ask you this. We asked Banks, have you have you? I have worked it in. OK. And I did just use it incorrectly. You would not say she blowjobs him on a regular basis. Uh, you Blowy. Would, you would say she blows him on a regular basis. Unfortunately, the word blow and the word taco are not the same kind of word. It's true. But they don't work together very well. Does it? But you could use the inverse. You wouldn't say she jobs him on a regular basis. You could say 
He chores her on a regular hmm. basis. That's not a bad one. So we can... we Semantics. It works. Yeah, it works. But it's a big secret. He does not want it to get out. And uh, it eventually it's just, does. It's just that ch- this chick... That's what I, I, I don't understand about his girlfriend. She's, you know, they've clearly been doing this for like 20 years. Yeah. She runs the union. It's a quiet thing. You know, they do their little thing. She gets to go to Boca three or four times a year, gets lavished with gifts and money. Doesn't have to work too hard to Chored do it. Chored on. Chored on. And, when he, and, he's, and I, I'm not like, I'm a huge proponent. He probably of, takes his teeth out. Yeah, which is even better. And I, I'm, not even, I'm not saying that like I'm a fan of Junior, but like, if Junior Soprano, and you know who you're working for. It's kind of like that old school, like, you know, yeah, this is all great and good, but if Junior Soprano says, don't talk about this, that's it. Don't talk about it, and everything gets to stay the same, and you yeah. don't have to, you know, worry about your livelihood. Yeah, you she, she tells everybody at the nail salon all about, you know. Well, really just one person who yeah. then... who all, And ultimately Carmela finds out, and then because Tony and Junior are having some... Uh, unspoken beef. He starts making fun of him on the golf course. Uh, it gets ugly. I think. When do we? When does Larry go away? I the think, end of the season. Okay. Last episode is when they do the raids. That's when t- uh, Uncle June gets arrested too. Right. Jimmy gets clipped near the end of this season. Yep. Second to last episode because I think he calls a meeting. But that we'll get to that later. But yeah. This coach here, he's been in a lot of movies and TV shows. It, I don't want to say the Sopranos launched a lot of careers, but it certainly fortified them. There's a lot of people that got a lot of work out of this. Sure. Except Maybe. for Artie. <laughs> and little Steven. I mean, he's been in he's been in that Netflix show. I haven't seen him in much else. Uh, it's like L- Lillehammer. Awesome. Lillehammer. Yeah. I actually watched the first season. It's not it's it is it's an entertaining premise, and I did enjoy it because it's basically uh, a mob guy in witness protection that chooses to go to Norway for his witness relocation. And um, it was entertaining because you want to hit pause? Yeah, just pause it for We're going to take a quick break uh, mid-thought for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember where we were at either. This would be uh, an opportune time to uh, maybe mention one of our new sponsors. <laughs> Didn't we? <laughs> No, uh, well, no, we did. Uh, Thought we covered them all. We covered one. It might have been episode eight. I don't know. The the the, the beverages have been flowing since we got started. <laughs> we did Salvitro's Lawn Service. Yeah, the I beer sh- company that's going to remain unnamed. Yeah. No, I thought you wanted to do a fake commercial. I guess that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Now I remember that you had built in the town. <laughs> we were supposed to come. You should have done the five, four, three. <laughs> this is not a visual medium, but oh, we just did. They the would have gotten it. If you've seen Wayne's World and Oz, you'll know that that actor was in both. <laughs> both. And that's uh, true. And he counts down and goes silent on the two and the one. But uh, we're still on Boca. We hit pause. I don't know. I think we hit pause because we had an inbound call from Uncle Timmy. Yeah. Who uh, all of a sudden was like, he was in the room. Yeah. He recounted all your L.A. stories without any prompting. I know. That was uh, that was interesting timing. It was. And uh, he, he would, you know, based on some of, the, some of what he just discussed, he would be a good fit for the show. He would, but we'll keep his name and his <laughs> reputation out of it, I think. I mean, his company could sponsor us. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not 
also, we like, we're so big yeah. that it doesn't matter. I mean, outside of very few things, what yeah. we say. That's the irony here because like established comedians that make their living off of their comedy, they have the freedom to sit in front of a microphone and podcast about whatever the fuck they want. We aren't there yet. Nope. The argument would be that they always had that attitude and they eventually got successful. So, you know, take the attitude early on. But there are repercussions when you're not getting paid to do this quite yet. Yeah, because no one's willing to come in and pay you if, right. you, if you say that. But, like, you but, know, I, again, there are limits. I mean, yeah. it's not like you can't you get it to that level and just say whatever you want. But, I mean... When you get to the top, you can almost say whatever you want and then be like, and now we're going to have a message brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, I've Tonight's noticed podcast brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Almost every podcast I listen to is either currently or at one time was sponsored by Adam and Eve, the online porno store. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we had enough listeners based on recent episodes, they're the perfect sponsor. <laughs> Are you looking for literature for how to perform the perfect taco chore? Go to adamandeve.com. Have you promo always code wanted TPTO. to see Andy Griffith's porn spoof? <laughs> Don't worry. The boys at TPTO gave us a great idea. You know, I, I said it on episode... Adam Stone starring in. <laughs> I said it on episode seven. Uh, you know, if we spawned this notion of a Sopranos prequel, there's no reason TPTO pod can't get behind an Andy Griffith porno parody. The reason there's that awkward moment of silence is that I started to ask myself, would I go to the AVN Awards and accept a, a producer's yes. award for <laughs> the greatest spoof yeah. ever? Uh, most watched or purchased spoof? Pro- yeah, I would go. Yeah. I mean, we would have to get I some. wouldn't take the whole family. No, no. I, m- but I'd go. Our, our children would never know about it. They probably would, but it'd be later. Eventually. And I would, I would just use it. We were trying to build the podcast business, honey. <laughs> Do you like the house you live in? Yeah. Well, house, guess where that came from? House college. <laughs> Do you want to leave? Are you having a good Do time? You? Do you want to drive a shitty Honda like your friends, or <laughs> do you like the Audi? <laughs> okay, then. Then leave me alone. Take your judgment. Okay. And fill, it'd be, your, it'd fill, be a very, fill, fill your gas tank with all that guilt and judgment that you're throwing my way right it'd now. It'd be a very Tony and Meadow conversation. Oh, of, yeah. Are you happy with your life? Well, then leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And, he, and he's in the right because she's taking full advantage and then she yeah. grows a conscience. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, they would know about it, but I wouldn't. I'm just They're not gonna go to, Look, You know I have a lot of dreams in my life One of them has never been To create the world's greatest Andy Griffith porno spoof However It's a good idea It's a good idea <laughs> It's never been done And I I mean I googled it Didn't see it It has never been done It's uncharted territory The thing about it is Is that It's one of those television shows That hits on so many People's feels button. Yeah, it's something they grew up on. Even for someone my it's age, wholesome. in their early, it's wholesome <laughs> in their early thirties. Yeah, where uh, you know I remember coming home. You watch Andy Griffith at six o'clock. You'd have dinner. Your your old man would come home. You'd have dinner. Yeah. You watch Andy Griffith for an hour. Then the Braves would come on. Yeah, being that you were from Atlanta, TBS Superstation. That was that was childhood. Was Andy Griffith the help Beverly Hillbillies? And then the Braves came. Yeah. Wholesome family. That's what the Make America Great Again crowd wants to get back to <laughs> before they ask themselves. And that's how many... we're going to take a huge shit on with a porno parody. And, well, <laughs> yeah, and that's where it gets into that taboo nature of it. Like, yeah. nothing's untouchable. Nothing's untouchable. Yeah. 
Well, it, it would have to be done well. You, the problem with the TV show or movie porno parodies is it's like it's like 80-20. And the 80 is the porn and the 20 is the parody. The right way to do it, especially if it's a, a wholesome classic TV show, would be an appropriate balance where you do have some plot lines that are actually following through and some hardcore pornographic sex <laughs> sprinkled in throughout, but not an abundance of it. So, like, Evan Stone as Andy tracks down the local bootlegger, solves the crime, whatever. Then the crazy girls from Mount Pilot show up, and he just sure plows them both down. Sure. Gives them the biz. Come to find out, you know, Helen finds out. She's mad. So she, to get back so at him, she goes to town to, on them too. Or, now you or them, and then Barney walks in, and now you got like a three on one. You see how this is yeah. endless. Like yeah. it's Otis is drunk in his cell, <laughs> which we've he already established as Ron Jeremy. Right, he comes to, yeah. takes the key off the wall, which is always kind of the joke that he can just unlock himself at any time. Yeah. It, I mean, it's... If we wanted to, like, put the podcast on hold and instead get together to devote our time to actually <laughs> writing a porno script for Andy Griffith, we could do it in, like, a couple of weeks. <laughs> and we could do it well, probably. <laughs> okay, TPTO will be taking a three-week hiatus to yeah. write what we hope is the AVN award-winning... I, I want... Every time I do this, I think I have a title, and I don't. I don't. I don't have a title for what. Oh, for the Andy Griffith for porno the Mayberry parody. Andy Griffith porn parody. Well, for now, just call it Andy Griffith porno parody. Yeah, that's true. But a little bit of Sopranos, real quick. <laughs> They're trying to coerce the coach into staying, and now Meadow is coming, having a come to Jesus moment, and just told them. Tony's tattoo is painful. So fake. bad, so it's bad. It's painfully fake in that shot we just saw. It's really bad. Yeah, look at that thing. But she yeah. just told Tony. That the coach has been sleeping with Allie, and for a minute he tries to pass it off as I love th this. I love this. He's like, "Oh God, what did I do now?" Yeah. <laughs> Meadow is so whiny. Let's keep this in perspective, though. She's this is serious stuff. It's well, in the context of this particular episode, yes, but she she just she she does a great job as an actress of really hamming up that teenage college age. I like her music posters. Girl though. thing. Lisa Loeb, Usher, the Backstreet Boys, and something called Not Enough. Not Not Enough. Not Enough. Not Enough. I don't. I I can. Tony wasn't so upset that he couldn't finish off a plate of eggs and about a pile of ham. <laughs> I love a good ham and egg and cheese. Just but it's scramble. just so funny. They go right. They they find out that this guy's been soccer coach has been. Having sex with a 16-year-old, and it's like... Let's hash it out with a titty bar. Let's let's go to the bada-bing, and we'll <laughs> talk about who's going to kill him. Like, I, what a life. Yeah, well, I love that juxtaposition of, uh, this is deplorable, let's go to the titty bar and talk about how we're going to fix it. <laughs> and the fix it is murder. <laughs> well, we'll kill him. Do obviously. you have any ham and eggs? <laughs> I've, I've yet to bring this up on our show. I love the exposure that you get with this show into the mundane day-to-day -day bullshit that a mafia boss has to deal with. The way it's portrayed in all the Scorsese movies and The Godfather. Oh, it's, it's big moves. It's suits yeah. and ties and cigars and elegance. And then you get to this show and it's like, Tony! <laughs> <laughs> Could you come down here, please? 
Your son got kicked out of school for drinking sacramental wine. <laughs> Tony, the soccer coach is diddling one of the 16-year-old players. Tony, <laughs> I need you to get some laundry detergent and the dry cleaning needs to get picked up. We need sausage for the party. Hot or sweet? How many pounds? <laughs> it's like, in, in all the big movies, it's just like... Oh, this is the one where Artie grows balls. Yeah. He's not even amongst the, he's not even one of them, but all of a sudden, because his daughter's on the team, he wants to have the coach's balls cut off and have him killed. Yeah. Well, you learn throughout the multiple seasons that Artie actually has no balls. He tries to act hard with. He kind of does in that one episode where he invests in the uh, Armagnac. He tries to, and he gets beat up and gets his earring ripped out by a Frenchman. And then they send Furio. Yeah. And Furio takes care of it. The greatest character. I love Furio. Yeah. Furio is a great character. Well, so now we're at the golf club, and this is where Junior has. So he knows. He knows that Tony's seeing a psychologist, so he put Mikey Palmisi onto following around, and now he's like, yeah, he's going to a medical center. And it's where. And they're going to play with Tony and yeah. Silvio, so. How many shirt and hat color coordinated <laughs> matches do you think Junior has? He's wearing a matching shit brown hat and shirt here. <laughs> And a few scenes ago, you saw him at the union office with his taco chore girlfriend yeah. with the yellow and the yellow. Yeah. <laughs> how many Kangol hats does Junior Soprano have? And how many coordinating shirts does he have to go with them? I'm saying at least I, No, no, no. I, I'm going to treat this literally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that you're asking me like it was true. 35. I think there's 35 <laughs> Kangols that go with 35 shirts. Okay, 35 it is. But he just He strikes me as that guy. And clearly he is. Yeah. If he has a, a shit brown shirt, he's going to have the shit brown Well, Kangol. rule of thumb, if you have one set of matching shirt and hat outfits... It's not your only. You have multiples. Yeah. You're like, I'm feeling today's a red day. Oh, so this is where Tony's really barbering him up about the, the muff diving and the taco choring. For Christ's sake, would you let the man putt? Or would you mean whatever he's... But yeah. see, I would take the shirt or the shit brown shirt and the shit brown Kangol... Over the monogrammed Tony shirt with with the golf clubs, golf on, clubs it. on it. Yeah. That's kind of like, I remember, you know, as a kid, because I played the guitar, my mom would, like, give me shirts with guitars on them. And I remember thinking, like, it's it's an, it's a really nice gift, but I, I kind of don't want to fly the flag too high. Yeah. like if I, I like baseball, but I don't want to wear a baseball yeah, like, like, monogram shirt. I like Fender guitars. I don't necessarily want to walk around with Fender guitar t-shirts on all day. <laughs> I hated the hard rock once. It doesn't mean I need to have like 17 hard rock shirts from all over the world. Like the rule of thumb is if you're going to go see Metallica, maybe don't wear the Metallica shirt there. This might be too much of a sidebar, but I was just telling this story the other day. Do you, did y'all have media play? Out? I worked at media play. Have we talked about this? I think I talked about it on one of the earlier episodes. Okay. Well, I was telling a story about when I, I don't even remember how many years ago this was, but I went to go buy a CD and I knew my friend, and I'm not going to mention his name, but for whatever reason, he was in the Motley Crue. Mm. Not, not like the later stuff, whatever the stuff that made Motley Crue famous. Girls, 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 yeah. all that shit when they were actually relevant. Yeah. He's thinking, if I like this band enough, I'll get to have sex with big haired women too. Yeah. Maybe he had a thing for his aunt's friend I don't know but <laughs> he I don't know I saw the CD on sale and I was like they like this it was like a Motley Crue greatest hits are you just buying him a random gift well it, it was kind of the, I'm not saying that I <laughs> I don't know why I'm not trying to give him a lot of, but I was like he'll like this shit it'll be kind of funny if I got him this Motley Crue CD and this was 
around like the age of Napster. So it wasn't like you could just go download your favorite Motley Crue songs. Yeah. You know? And so I, I bought the CD and true story media play. I go to check out. I think the CD was like nine ninety nine, which back then most CDs were much more expensive than that. Yeah. Standard CD price was like thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, so it was cheap, whatever I, I had, you know, making money and not having to pay any bills at the time. And, the girl behind the counter says, oh, great. Uh, she rung it up. She goes, oh, you get these with the purchase. It was two fucking tickets to a Motley Crue concert <laughs> at what was still called Lakewood Amphitheater nice. back then. Nice. And I said, wait a minute. Is this like a cover band? She's like, no. That's like, you buy that CD, you get two free tickets to see Motley Crue. <laughs> this must be a shitty CD. <laughs> I said, this is their greatest hit CD. It's not some new thing. Yeah. She's like, I, I don't know. She was totally like uninterested. She, I, hey, I'm just, just. Please take the fucking tickets. This thing told me <laughs> to give you the two tickets. That's as far as my responsibility. You're the hundredth person that bought this piece of shit <laughs> collaboration album. Just take the goddamn tickets, please. And that's the hundredth nationwide. That's not just. Nobody today. likes them anymore. So I remember giving him this CD and I gave him the tickets. He's like, holy shit. And I was like, bro, you have no idea what I had to do to get those CDs, or to get those tickets, you know? Like, he, I think, he was like, you want to go? I was like, no, no, I'm good. I don't need to see that. Uh, you but it was just funny, like, what, how bad has the career fallen off that you get two free tickets with your... And this was, a, like, yeah. 15, 16, 17 years ago, maybe longer, I don't even know. I would have gone to that concert if it was free. I would have he gone. He said he had a good time. I don't think he got one of his big-haired girls he might have been looking for. Probably but. not. I, I would have gone to that. I've, I've been invited to the occasional free concert where I, I really didn't give a shit, but it's like, yeah, I'd like to say I saw him. Like, I like the band Radiohead, but I wouldn't have paid to see him, but a buddy of mine had a spare ticket, so he said I could use it. They were good, but, I, you know, I was like, eh. I wouldn't have spent the $100 or whatever this ticket cost to get here, but I could say I saw him. That's cool. Whatever. Mikey Palmisi's a hairy motherfucker. Sorry to change the subject on you. Yeah, well, this is where they're talking about uh, Tony. They, they know that Tony's seeing a psychiatrist now. and But see, now they have the, the play that, of course, there's indictments coming down. Yeah. Because Tony's in there running his mouth to some, some psychologist, yeah. psychiatrist. So Junior's talking about clipping him, which blows Mikey away. But Mikey doesn't like Tony, so. But yeah, he's... Uh, For good reason. He's a furry Tony man. Tony fucking staple gunned his ass. Did that already happen? Didn't it? We talked about it, didn't we? Yeah. We did, because I said, I've done that. It doesn't hurt going <laughs> in. It hurts coming out. Yeah, well, you know, Mikey doesn't make it past the end of the season. He, he, dies, on a, he dies on a jogging trip <laughs> in a sweet tracksuit. It's not an Atlanta 96 tracksuit. It's no, it's no Olympic tracksuit, but it's a tracksuit nonetheless. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Tony's rocking a fat guy party shirt. <laughs> what about the clothing today? It's just so bad. I, I to be the costume what's funny designer. Is it doesn't get better. No, it never is, does. Like I'm, I, I just watched. Uh, I don't know. One, I, Ra- uh, Ralph Cifaretto's dead. He, he just strangled him in the kitchen after getting sprayed with Raid. Oh, uh, I can, I can say with certainty the clothes don't get any better. No, but that's what I'm. It's just kind of speaks to. It's like the mobsters have a, a uniform. It's like when you get your when you get your name, <laughs> you know, they do the ceremony, they they hand you like a, a fucking fifty years worth of clothing. Yeah. Here's well, here's all the slacks and all the I shitty think, shirts. Yeah, I think I even said this in an earlier episode. I love how Junior has just never upgraded the wardrobe. Like, 
these these polyester polos I bought in the seventies, they're still good. I'll just keep wearing these. They're fine. Why why buy new shirts? These are great, and I have the hats that match, so I'm good. Clothes what's, covered. What's this cotton shit? That it is kind of funny because when you watch this, like we talked about the flashbacks, you're like, oh, well, of course that's Junior. He's yeah. got that same outfit in I'm 1998. Pretty sure he's wearing the same clothes in this flashback <laughs> that he was just wearing present day. Oh, it's weird. Man. It's weird watching this show and really immersing yourself in it. I'm in season four. It's weird immersing yourself in the show and then taking a step back and going, James Gandolfini's dead. It sucks. It is. It does. But it's it's just it's he's. When you immerse yourself in this show and binge watch it episode by episode, season by season, it's like he's very much alive because there's 80 or 90 episodes of this show that are all 55 minutes long. And it's like, actually, no, these are old and he's been gone for a while. It's 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 funny, too, because I was watching. um, We've talked about this where you, you watch a Facebook video. And then you scroll down. And there's like a lot of more videos that are sometimes yeah. related and sometimes aren't. Yeah. And I was watching one. I was I was actually in a it was late night and I love Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. The old ones. Yeah. With Will Fer- love those fucking things. The old like where Daryl Hammond played Sean Connery yeah. era. Your mother was on my face, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the rapist. <laughs> That's therapists. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching one. The category was Who Reads. And Connery, Mr. Connery, I'll take whore ads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too early for that. <laughs> but uh, I was watching one of these, one of those things, and, and I, I scrolled down, and it was a weekly update with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. That was a, a hot time for the yeah. week, weekend update. And they were talking about something in New Jersey where uh, I can't tell you the exact scenario, but the, I think it was the governor or tenant. Uh, tenant, attorney general had been caught for having sex with a fem- or a male prostitute. Let don't me guess he wasn't a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But he was probably a family values Republican who <laughs> prayed really hard about it, <laughs> and his constituents forgave him. It doesn't matter. The point being was they're like, now we're going to have as a special guest host an unnamed New Jersey resident. And out came James Gandolfini. Oh, nice! As Tony Soprano. Nice. And and he's got that basically same shitty shirt on. I've never and seen this. I'm gonna want to. I want to go. You look need for to this. find it because it's about it's long too. I thought it would be like a two minute like cameo. I, don't, I and I don't know if he was the host that night, but the way the crowd reacted was that he wasn't. It was mm. not something because well, they, they, they had said celebrity pop-ins. Yeah, if they yeah. had said like concerned New Jersey resident, it could have gone anywhere. Yeah. But when he came out dressed as Tony Soprano, it was clear the show had been off the air for yeah. a period of time. If the crowd reacts big, it's unexpected. Like just this past weekend, Ben Stiller was Michael Cohen and Robert De Niro was. Um, um, was uh, Muller all, oh, wow. all for the intro? I need to see that. And and what they did was it was a it was a lie detection test that was basically modeled after the Meet the Parents lie detector test, but it was Muller and Cohen, not <laughs> not Fokker and whatever Robert De Niro's character was. They even did the milk a cat line, like they basically just parodied Meet the Parents yeah. as Muller and Cohen. Well, it's funny because Tony, I it's funny I say that right now because I just said Tony comes out, yeah. And it's James, and uh, he's got an unwrapped Sanyo DVD player underneath <laughs> his right arm. And they're like, 
hello, sir. We heard your con- the concern New Jersey residency. Well, yeah. Hey, how are you? Uh, yeah. Brought you this. Yeah, it's a Sanyo, top of the line. <laughs> it's just he's totally in character. Yeah. The whole the whole five minutes of it, you know, and it, the Amy Tina Fey keeps cutting him off. He's like, hey. Uh, I'm talking here. <laughs> like the whole thing, it it wasn't even overly funny. But to your point, it was like I'm watching it, and I was like, that "Guy was so good." Yeah, it's a bummer when you see something and you go, "Oh, they're gone." Like Twister was on the other Bill not that Paxton, long ago. And it's like, "Fuck." Oh, Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is still one of the the ones where it really bums me out. Mm. I don't think any of them, any celebrity death, has bummed me out though. Lately, as much as Robin Williams, just just because of childhood, like yeah. Hook and all his movies, Genie. it's just like ah, Robin Williams. Especially when you hear you don't know the whole. I mean, we, no one outside of like the most immediate or right. himself knows the story. But then when you hear the hey, some of the small <laughs> stories about um, that he might have been misdiagnosed with Parkinson's yeah. or you know, whatever it may be. Robin definitely hurt. I think. Well, you know, there's a conspiracy theory that Philip Seymour Hoffman was killed by Scientology. Mm-hmm. Well, because of his portrayal of, quote unquote, L. Ron Hubbard in The Master, because they say he had been sober for well over a year and his cause of death was heroin overdose. So it is speculated by conspiracy theorists that. The uh, the kill squads of Scientology were were unhappy. <laughs> the Squirrel Busters. Yeah, they were unhappy about his portrayal of a fictional version of L. Ron Hubbard, so they loaded him up with heroin and killed him. Which you know, whatever. It's still it's a bummer he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Is it you know if plausible? Paul, if Paul Giamatti dies, I'm just I'm going to give up. That's on life. it. That's it. That's the end of the. We all go. Me. I would say the one. Not because, and that's a lot of people say it because of the. I, I didn't like it when the, the Joker, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger went. Yeah. I saw a lot of talent in that guy. Yeah, I liked him even in the Knight's Tale. I love that movie. Knight's Tale is a good movie. I like it because it's medieval Renaissance, and now we're playing Queen. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we're going to integrate modern day rock and roll music with this period piece. And uh, nobody's going to say two words about it. But I I do think The Dark Knight's one of the best movies ever made. Oh, it's definitely. Regardless of Of that trilogy, it's the best one. It's not even of the trilogy. It's hands down the best of the trilogy. I'm saying it's, for me, I'm not going to sit here and put it on a ranking scale of like. It's a fantastic Batman. What I will say, it's one of the best. Intros to any film I've ever seen. The first, the first ten to twelve minutes of that film are some of the best. Movie oh, with the bank robbery yeah. and the bus and the thing. Yeah, just you know, they're told to kill each other one at a time. Yeah, uh, all of it. It's one of the I best. mean, in terms of nostalgia, the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman with Tim Burton, it it just it it touches a chord. Like, like you know, watching the Dudley Moore Santa Claus movie, oh, you know, it's just like God. it just. Hits. No one knows about that movie. <laughs> I know. No, I'm serious. With the big the Lebowski Santa- as Santa Claus. Oh my God. <laughs> it it you know you just see it Bro- and Meredith uh, Meredith what's his name the the old Santa Claus that retires and right and gives Burgess Meredith Burgess Meredith yeah. gives him 
um, no one we mentioned him. We mentioned him in Cliffhanger. Uh, Lithgow is John in it. Lithgow. It's got everything. Uh, no one knows about that. Movie. The Big Lebowski, Dudley Moore. It, it's it's one of those movies where it, you know when you, when it comes on, it touches a chord. And the the first Batman with Jack Nicholson does that because of our because of my age at least. Yeah. We, well, we yeah we, um, together. But we were arguably right. the the Dark Knight is. By far, okay. Look, one nostalgia the aside, The Dark Knight's a far better film. It's not. Yeah. That's not debatable. Now, having said that, you don't get the line like, "This town needs an enema." <laughs> you don't get that. You don't have a Prince-only soundtrack. Oh my god! In The Dark Knight, such, you don't have. Those are my balloons. <laughs> he stole my balloons. <laughs> you don't have that in The Dark Knight. <laughs> Your my number one guy. Yeah, you don't get that. <laughs> What's his name? Jack, Jack Palance. Yeah. You don't get Jack Palance City in Slickers. the Dark Knight. Oh, Curly. The Legend Curly. of Curly's Gold, <laughs> uh, which I have recorded. Probably shouldn't you announce that on the pod. Are my number, number one, one. A guy. No, it, and I agree that it's. it was... You wouldn't need a guy with glasses, would you? <laughs> Hello, stems. It's the damn it. All right, now you're actually making me contest my original statement. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> it's funny to think that Michael Keaton started his career as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And is mostly known for serious dramatic acting. Mm. I mean, he yeah. does have comedy roles, and he's great in his, like, pop-ups where you're not expecting him, like that movie, uh, The Other Guys. Oh, no, he's doing all the TL. I was yeah. just in my mind, I was like, guys, don't go chasing waterfalls, okay? <laughs> you don't want to do that. He's a great Are comedic actor. Are you purposely actor. dropping <laughs> <Yeah>. TLC references? <laughs> well, forget. No, you just have to creep. Okay? For, forget that. Just the premise that he's a police captain mm-hmm. and also a manager at Bed Bath yeah. & Beyond. It's because like because they get it's perfect. <laughs> but they that's uh, you know the one movie I didn't see the Birdman thing that won the Academy Award. I, it's I never, really good. I never saw it. It's really good. I think we saw it in theaters, but it's 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 impressive because it is it there's no there's no uh there's no cuts. It is literally a continuous shot. It well, it may not literally be a continuous it's shot. It's not literally. They have they they have obviously hidden a cut somewhere, but the way it is filmed, you were led to believe there are no cuts. This is one continuous 90-minute camera roll. And it's very, <coughs> on just just from that premise alone, it's very impressive. It's not a bad movie. Well, the whole point of that is I do really miss James Gandolfini. Especially, it's like when you find out one of these celebrities dies, and you, then you find out in the aftermath that they were actually a really great human being. Yeah. Like, and that's, I don't know any of these people, but it's very clear to me that, that James Gandolfini was an amazing human being. I mean, yeah. the guy left money to his maid. Yeah. There was two, uh, two sad losses this week. We lost Arlie Ermey. Yes. And we lost um, uh, the judge from Night Court. Oh, yeah. I uh, saw Harry that. Anderson. Harry Anderson, yeah. I saw Night Court was a show that when I saw them run, start to run the clips when they were talking about it, I was like, man, I used to watch the shit out of that show with my with my grandfather, same yeah. Friday nights. Night Court was a big show. I watched it with my parents when I was really little because they would watch it and I would just be awake. I never knew it was called Night Court from, from an early age until probably... Uh, teenage years, I always thought that show was called Bull. <laughs> Just because of that that character. I had no idea it was called Night Court. 
No, yeah. I don't the think... The Arlie Ermey thing... It, it did. What were the causes of death? He had like pneumonia. I don't know. I didn't. I think look I saw at it. like complications of pneumonia. I didn't look at either cause of death. The Harry Anderson one was shocking because he's not. He wasn't that old. No. So I don't. I don't know what his cause of death was. But I mean, going all the way back to high school. I mean, Full Metal Jacket was a routinely quoted movie. Like all all of those drill sergeant quotes. You know, do you suck dicks? No, sir. <laughs> Bullshit. You look like you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. You look like the kind of guy that would fuck another guy in the ass with a common courtesy to give him a reach around. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And they definitely, uh, I, it's Full Metal Jacket was one. I didn't know they stacked shit so that like, high. Like we talked about in, in, in yeah. <laughs> well, they talked about in eight. You, you, when you meet guys in school, and some of them aren't in that realm of coolness, but they seem to know way, a lot more cooler shit than yeah. the other people. Yeah. And that, that was a movie that they always quoted. Yeah. They were like, oh, you got to see Full Metal Jacket. And, yeah. you know, Private Joke. They would do all the lines, and I was like, I don't know, I've never heard of this shit. Yeah, everybody quotes the funny lines. Nobody points out, like, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's like the first uh, hour's cool, <laughs> and then they go to Vietnam, and it gets really <laughs> fucked up. Uh, the first hour, I mean, you kind of laugh because the drill sergeant's a dick to this one guy, but then he gets <laughs> held down with a blanket and pummeled with soap and, and made to cry as an adult man. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny to watch a grown man cry because he just got beat with soap by, you know, his 80 bunk mates. Yeah. And then ultimately uh, kills his drill sergeant and himself becomes an excellent soldier with with a uh, with an M1A rifle in the bathroom. It's hilarious. You know, that, not to tie it back into the Andy Griffith porno spoof, but <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Yeah, yeah. That's a scene. Gomer's getting ready to go off to join the Marines. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Surprise! 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 surprise. <laughs> I'm going to go sing gospel music. <laughs> and I'm gay. You know that, right? Jim Baber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I know. But uh, <laughs> I think that's his, like, I'm trying to determine if I should say it. But that's like his, the glorious cum shot, the, the happy ending. It's surprise, surprise, <laughs> Well, surprise. you raise an interesting, you raise something interesting here. We do know that Jim Neighbors was gay, so we associate that with Gummer Pyle. <laughs> Is the Andy Griffith porno parody something for everybody? <laughs> Are we going to have to tie that in? We could be revolutionary in that this is not only the first Andy Griffith porno parody, it's also the first porno movie with a little bit of something for, for everyone. Everyone. You like Damn. girl on girl? We got you. You like guy on girl? We got you. You like guy on guy? Well, guess what? Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle, we got you. <laughs> we got something for everybody. You don't like that? Fast forward. But it's in that motherfucker. You, well, you know what? It's going to come out on Blu-ray. All you literally have to do is hit the skip <laughs> button. You go right to the next scene. Or you get adventurous. Or you join, you know, the rest of the millennials and you open your fucking mind and you just watch it. <laughs> There's no. nothing wrong. Just watch it. I don't think I have a problem with it being in there, but I'm on I'm in the skip category. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I understand. But I'm just saying we know that about Jim Neighbors. Do we extend that to the Gomer Pyle? Just because character? we've gotten so far from the sprint. I have a would, would that be a first? What a crossover? Yeah. Of like well, there's bi porn for sure, but I don't know that there is a. I'm talking about a feature length spoof film. That's something worth Googling. I doubt it. I doubt that there is specifically a parody something for everybody porno film. We would really be revolutionizing the industry. 
I'm starting to wonder if this is how we get rich. No, nah, well, maybe. <laughs> but I'm starting to wonder if this was all where this was leading to begin. Like, what if this whole podcast of ours, this whole pod thing of ours, <laughs> it just ends on episode ten and yeah. we go off to make a point? No, we still do podcasts, but it's just strictly about the time we 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 let us up into a. Let me ask you difference. this. Uh, from the start of episode one, would you have ever guessed we would have covered as much Andy Griffith ground on such a vulgar level? Well, no. Based I wouldn't have thought. We, I, I don't think we would have touched <laughs> even like a a clean a clean. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, we've managed to bring it up at least three episodes. Well, for me, it's like when I go back, like yourself. I've been trying to be diligent, and I go back and I listen to all of our material. Yeah. And I listen to the episodes, and I, I see what works, and. You know, I know that some nights we have, I can tell when we're on fire and it's like anything else. There's, there, you know, magic happens and sometimes you just kind of just conversate with each other. Yeah. And so, and things kind of come naturally. But when I'm going down the list, like, like last night, I'm going down the list, put my headphones going to bed. I'm, I'm looking at our list of episodes and I tend to come back to Andy Griffith's big old boner a lot more. <laughs> and not because I haven't heard it. Yeah. I've heard it, but it's like. That's just a damn good title. It's yeah. just not getting, you're yeah. not getting away from it. That's the one where if we ever submit ourselves to like a podcast network to get bigger reach, it's like, send us your best work. All right, we'll send you episode four, Andy Griffith's <laughs> Big Old Bummer. If you need, if you need a good follow up, maybe we'll send you episode seven. Uh, Mimosa Pot Roaster. <laughs> Mimosa Pot Roaster. Yeah. Uh, you know. Which I, has made me chuckle. A lot while I'm walking the dog, <laughs> and I'll be listening, and I'm looking down. I'm like, not only is it a good episode, but it's like mimosa pot roasted. It doesn't make any fucking sense without some kind of explanation. Well, it just doesn't yeah. work, but then it does the yeah. minute you give it a chance. You know, I'll be honest. I have no idea what I'm going to name. You know, I was talking nine. Oh yeah, it, it'll come naturally. Yeah, but I was talking to a buddy. I was at the Braves game on Monday night. And he was like, "How's the how's the pod?" No. I was like, you know, we're supposed to be doing them tonight. And scheduling conflicts, sickness, whatever. And he was like, are you, are you, are you have you, because he's a big podcast guy. He's like, yeah. have you been able to get it down to like a 30, 40 minutes? I was like, no, it's not ever going to happen. I don't know. I don't. And I don't think there's a rule. That, his thing was like, yeah. you probably should. And I was like, no. I listened to, no. I listened to several podcasts. I listened to the Adam Carolla show. I listened to WTF with Mark Marin. I listened to You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. I listened to The Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave, which is probably my biggest influence for this one as far as it being two guys that mostly talk about bullshit and occasionally touch on the subject matter they've dedicated the show to. Because their whole premise is, we're going to bullshit for a little while, we're going to drink beer, we're going to get drunk, we're going to belch into the mic, and then for the last half hour we're going to talk about somebody who saw Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. We kind of do that with The Sopranos. Um, with the exception of Alec Baldwin's podcast, Here's the Thing, all those shows I mentioned are 90 minutes or longer. The Pete Holmes show, uh, You Made It Weird, usually is somewhere between two and three hours long. <laughs> because, I love Pete Holmes. Because <laughs> he goes deep. Like the, He basically dedicates an hour to talking about comedy, an hour to talk about 
sex or just, you know, lifestyle and an hour to talk about um, faith or supernatural beliefs or God or what do you think happens after you die, etc. And he gives an hour for all of those. So you, you sometimes the guests aren't up for it. So it ends up being, you know, 90 minutes. But if a guest is a fan of his and understands the format, you'll you'll start an episode and it's like it's three hours of, of talking. So for us to do an hour and a half, two hours that's like that's chump change because all the shows I listen to are ninety minutes at the very least or more. And that was my point. I was like, I don't think there's like a a, a rule. I don't think. Yeah. I, it, look, it's like if you get into a conversation with a stranger, a friend, or family that you find to be engaging. Yeah. You look. It's like one of those late night things where you know everyone else goes to bed. It's eleven o'clock. You have a drink. You start talking, and the next thing you know, it's four a.m. And you're like, fuck, I gotta be up at like. Six, but the whole time, or not six, whatever. Yeah. But you're like, I would not have changed that if I had known yeah. that I was going to have that kind of fun yeah. or engaging conversation. But he seemed, he was trying to put like, well, what you want to do is, you know, I was like, no, I'm not that I don't appreciate what you're saying, but at the same time, I texted you the other day and I was like, I think this is my favorite podcast ever. And I'm just listening to you and myself. Yeah. Like, I don't. Well, I know. I what the thing is, is ever since we started doing this, I listen to those <laughs> shows less because I'm listening to ours. Well, that's technical, too. You're trying to figure out it how is, we can improve it, how we can it is, stop chewing gum on the podcast. It is prior to them going out. But then I do like it's habitual. I, you know, I will listen to this after we record it to critique it to see if something needs to get cut. I don't think anything needs to get cut out of eight or nine. I'm comfortable with all of kind it. kind of wish there had been, because most of the times when we need to cut something, we've really been slight. Like, it's been ridiculously fun. Yeah, well... I think we should aim to have more things that we call each other two days. Hi. <laughs> Quick uh, thing. When I was talking about <laughs> fisting... You gotta cut that out. When I said that I hadn't done chocolate tasking, but I really have, <laughs> I want to get that. You know, I just... Can we? Well, you know, I I self edited it in episode eight because you were talking about um, you know the repressive reaction of preachers' kids and my my I alluded to her my girlfriend from seventeen to twenty was a preachers' kid, mm-hmm. but it would be weird to go down that road and and really extrapolate all the information as far as what. Well, you're trying to protect a lot of you. Know, yeah, so you know. that's a that's a that is an example of had I done it, we would have had a lot of laughs, and then <laughs> two days from now, I would have called you and said, "I got to cut all that." I out. know, and we were like, "Damn it, <laughs> that was the good stuff." Yeah, so you know, I, we are both kind of. I think because we are making up for lost time, we're doing two episodes in one day. I think we are self editing it a little bit so that. I don't have to do a whole lot of cleanup because on seven, I was ready to roll and you called and you said, I want to cut some stuff out, which was fine, but it, and you thanked me for it once you thought about it. it Well, yeah. And it was, it was a good idea, but it also meant that seven didn't get released till like four 30 in the afternoon because I had to fix it and then listen to the entire thing to make sure. Trying to induce some guilt here. No, I just, the way, I mean, you haven't seen it, but the way it works is you you drag the intro into the track, then you drag the meat of the episode into the track, Uh. and then you have a separate track below for the intro music and the outro music, and every time you edit something in the body, you're shortening it, so you have to go back and you have to find that music and you have to drag it to the right spot. And then you have to listen to it to make sure it all transitions. And if I do a weird cut, I got to make sure it sounds normal. 
So going in and taking out all the things that were grossly inappropriate <laughs> was fine. It was, here's the thing. We're not, this is not a teaser. You're not, you might, I'm not. It's not bonus content. It, it was, yeah, later. it's not like it's going to be like the special features at the end of a, a DVD from 2007. But it, it was, to it be honest, wasn't. I don't remember what it was. I, I right know now. what it was. It wasn't that it was wildly inappropriate. It was just, it's kind of like I said earlier. Do I envision a scenario where Leah will sit me down and say, I'm glad that you're living your dreams yeah. of, of just talking into a microphone about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. However, <laughs> I just don't want to have that. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to have her be like, okay, yeah. so your porn preferences, <laughs> that type of thing, like, well, it, it, or, yeah. or whatever else it might be. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I, I didn't want to put it in a situation. I, I started, I, I remember it was very clear. I was listening to it. And while I was just dying laughing, I was like, some things see, this, are better yeah, left. This goes back to what I was saying before. When you're a big, successful comedian, it's, it's you know, sorry if it bothers you. I have millions of fans and they, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they're literally paying my mortgage yeah. because of what I do. And this makes them laugh. So I'm going to do it. And they can say none of it's true. Yeah. I have to be fantastical. I, I have to say nonsensical things. But I also this. know that your average run of the mill, successful stand-up comedian's argument would be, I was saying this shit before I was successful. Yeah. That's how I got, got successful. successful. Yeah. So on the one hand, it makes sense to self-edit when you think about the fact our media families listen to this. There's the only ones. For now. Yeah. But on the other hand, the things that we oh. cut out could very well be the things well, that make us famous okay. with other people. That, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the minute we start to see that, that kind of nature yeah. of like, we're asking ourselves, what do we edit this? And you say... I don't know, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I don't know either. Just fucking run it. And maybe that turns into like, hey, bro, like, there's 240 people listening. Yeah. And then we say, okay, okay. And that builds on itself. The minute this becomes profitable so, for me, yeah. like, hey, fam, <laughs> uh, you remember how those times we would say, uh, please do subscribe. Uh, unsubscribe, because this shit is about to go off the fucking rails. I'm about to admis- admit how I chocolate task every day, and it was all a lie up until now. So, uh, you better stop listening. I don't even use a bib. <laughs> it's just taco chores and chocolate tasks. <laughs> but no, no, like the, the minute yeah. this thing became like, oh, wait, are you telling me someone's going to pay me to do this? Yeah. Someone's gonna, like, if I thought to myself like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, you don't have to go to work. Big, oh, no, that, that's it. That's, that's what, what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. So... I sometimes like to put three fingers in my butthole <laughs> and just swish them around. <laughs> and no one's around. I just like to do it. Yeah. And that's that. It helps the shit go. <laughs> it's not for pleasure. <laughs> like, yeah, all bets off yeah. at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I'll probably tell the whole story and make Well, there's a difference it. between this format and stand-up comics because a stand-up comedian that does a podcast could go do a live set at Relapse Theater where we saw no one, Stone, yeah, no one knows them. Say yeah. whatever shit they want to to yeah. make people laugh and don't have to worry about their mom or dad hearing yeah. it. When you do it on a recorded format where your family wants to be supportive, so they're going to tune in and listen yeah. and say that you're really funny and they like it. Well, because they know we're funny, but I don't mean to interrupt you, but they know we're funny, but they may never have heard how we built the building blocks towards funniness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they might not have known that you like to chocolate task, which is, <laughs> may or may not be true. May or, may or may not be true. Yeah, no. But it's kind of like, 
you know, we all like sausage. No one wants to see it made. Yeah. Especially us. <laughs> we like sausage. Yeah. So I, in it's the just butt. a D. <laughs> We're weird like that. Yeah, but I, that's my point. Like, you're exactly right. You can go to that's a comedy we, show. That's why we skipped off of Oz so fast because it's such a turn on. Yeah, and it, <laughs> I couldn't do one about Oz. It would just turn into a yeah. very silent podcast yeah. of us just. Yeah. <laughs> and people would be like, are those two guys just <laughs> watching are they Oz? Just licking their lips watching <laughs> Oz? Is this just. Is this just 90 minutes of, of Is this just grunting? T- tugging themselves? <laughs> and then we would be like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. No. Um, but, you know, I I will submit again. Maybe we should, of our 14 viewers, we should ask the hard question. Maybe we get through this season. But I am thinking, I don't envision this podcast making through six, almost seven seasons of The Sopranos. Well, the question is, if we veer off the Soprano subject What matter, does it become? What What right. do we do? Do we just sit here and bullshit for 90 minutes? No, and call I, I it think a there's day? a backbone. Like you said, there's, you got, you, Pete Holmes wants to discuss, like, look, some of the shit that we go off on a tangent on could mm. could be the the backbone. If you wanted to talk Absolutely. about... Absolutely. The difference is Pete Holmes has a new guest every episode, so he can talk about Sex, comedy, religion with somebody new every Wednesday. Is it? But is it just other comedians? It's anybody. I mean, it's okay. It's, so it's, is, it, is, there, is there times where he's he he brings in like a pastor to talk yeah. about religion? Okay, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I imagine that he did because Pete Holmes is a, yeah an intellectual um, guy. Yeah, maybe not pastors that your <laughs> average evangelical will like. Like he's he's best buddies with Rob Bell. Okay, well I'm saying we we're not in a position to bring anybody into our luxurious. Fucking studio here. I yeah. mean, we could, but then they would see how this operation runs. <laughs> they go, "I'm not yeah, doing this, this isn't again." It. Yeah, but, but my the, I, the point being, his format is built off of an interview format with somebody new. So if if the premise is we talk about sex, God, and comedy, and I'm going to talk about that with fellow comic so and so, or former pastor so and so, or current author so and so, he has somebody new to 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 ask those same questions to over and over again. Mm. Uh, if it's just you and I spinning a yarn about masturbation or <laughs> taco choring or who you met at a Andy, wedding. Andy Griffith porno parodies. You know, yeah. it, it could still be funny because that's all Kyle and Dave do on the Boogie Monster, but they do have glue. They come back to a story Cooking. about the Chicago Mothman or uh, <laughs> a, a Bigfoot sighting, or uh, an ab- alien abduction story. They talk about something related to uh, boogeymen. I, I don't think, I, I think this is just reasserting my point, though. I don't think we need this backbone. I love this backbone. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm willing to go to the end of this season and, and re-examine it. Yeah. Uh, the podcast I don't Kirsten I don't is- feel like the Sopranos... Has anything to do with what we we do best? <laughs> well, you know the thing is, like we have these shows, and I mean, I asked for asked for feedback. We didn't get much on the Andy Griffith thing, but we have people that listen. Well, to be clear, we haven't gotten any. The TPTO Pod Gmail is very empty. Well, it's you know what though, <laughs> it'll get there. Yeah, it, a million cliches. Rome wasn't built in a day. All no. that bullshit. But I'm saying I don't think this is pushing us forward. I think we we knew that we wanted. A backbone, and we both have loved and talked about this for so many years and quoted it that it mm. seemed like a natural. 
Well, maybe the thing to do, I mean, what what this does for us is give us shit to riff on that leads to the things that end up being funny. But I find that it doesn't. I actually find the inverse. I find that we just come into these things and we riff. Yeah. And then what happens is, for the most part, not all the time, because yeah. you're, you're right a lot of the time. But what I think is we riff and we have a great time and we go into these fucking weird places <laughs> that we probably shouldn't. And yeah. it, it, sometimes so weird that we get those calls. Hi, can we can we edit that? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like lately, more so, it's pulling us back. Okay. It's making us go into a place where we have to say, well, before we get too far down this butthole... <laughs> or, or down this masturbation talk or down yeah. this political talk that could take us to those places you're talking about taking us. Yeah. We have to say, and here's Paul. And we love it. And I love it. I still watch The Sopranos almost almost every day. I, I usually go to, bed, go to bed with one or yeah. sometimes whatever. Well, I would submit that the show needs to only exist really as a timekeeper. There's no pressure to mention it. I don't think we'd mention it at all in episode four or, or very little. Yeah. But we did keep time because at some point we saw, all right, it's been 52 minutes and 49 seconds, so we probably should not just keep rambling on. Yeah, but then our shows are an hour and 40. These things are 52 minutes. They're not keeping us well, any time. Well, I know. Well, what, we, what the format has been, we talk up front, we, and then we talk during the episode, and then we talk after the episode. <laughs> That's not format. The show That is doing- our format. <laughs> that is the format. Talk before, talk during, <laughs> talk not, after. But the show isn't dictated. Yeah. I don't have any problem. If we want to continue to do that, hey, you can have the Sopranos on the background with subtitles well, what I was gonna, for any type of podcast. I don't care if we're talking yeah. about it. could be a Braves baseball. <laughs> it could be uh, this, this week that, in the UGA Dog Nation podcast. Well, we're going to play have, episode seven of the Sopranos and talk to you about the upcoming <laughs> Georgia-Tennessee game. I do have. A, I did have the thought that we could have a Georgia segment for when they their season starts. Oh, and you could devote you could devote 15, 20 minutes to. Do you know why that would be so funny? Why? Because I actually give a shit, and you don't, and right. that would be there would be a, a nice little because you watch some of the games. Yeah, well, it'd be it, what would be fun is we could do our standard hour and a half, hour and forty minute episode, and then we could take a break, cut to Dog Nation Corner. Can't do Dog Nation because it's already a podcast. We get okay. in some trouble. But cut yeah. to Georgia Bulldog Corner. I could actually play the da 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 da. Can't do that either. Well, we could do. We it. could. What are they going to do? Nothing. Nothing there's for fourteen now. of us. For, we could play we could it do for now we until could, they catch yeah, on. We could yeah. play it, fade it out. You could recap the previous game of the week. I could weigh on on why I don't care. <laughs> we do twenty minutes of that. Say thank you to the beer company that's sending us free beer, yeah. sponsoring the Bulldog Corner. And then we go back to our other bullshit. We could work in a segment once the football season comes mm-hmm. in because you're very passionate about yes. it. Yes. And I could not be less passionate about it. Yeah. It's the perfect yin and Which yang. was so funny because the night they, they lost that national championship. I, I don't remember any text that night. I remember yours, though. Well, I actually watched it. No, I know. But I am that sort of, I, I don't call myself a Fairweather fan, but I watched the playoffs. Yeah. When the Falcons got close, I watched. When the Bulldogs went to the title, game? The title yeah. I watched. And I yeah. watched the three or f- I watched from Auburn to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. just, no, I'm just telling you, it's not even trying to be a compliment. I, I That whole night, minus a few moments, is a blur to me. But one of the ones, I don't remember any text messages. I just remember yours. Yeah. That game Can't was, be mad at them for losing. Yeah. 
They played hard. Something like that. I don't remember the exact whole contextual. Yeah, you can be you can be upset they lost. Upset but they you lost. Can't be mad they lost because they mad, played their asses. They off. played their asses off for sure. Which I mean, it was kind of like watching the Super Bowl in reverse. Like you just kept thinking, like there, it's it's gonna get there. Yeah, you know, and it didn't. It didn't. But the point being, that is a segment we could introduce. Whether we I still think, follow the Sopranos yeah. format or not. No, I, and I, what, I, ultimately what I'm trying to say is that outside of <laughs> my wife and child, this pod has given me purpose. <laughs> this but is I all don't, I have. I don't. Because <laughs> I got no place else to go. <laughs> I don't, I just, I think that we are restricting ourselves. Okay. With focusing or trying and the, the cool part is the, t- the title doesn't need to change <laughs> this pot thing of ours is great it's a great title and it, it can be the thing that we say when we started yeah we wanted to cover the Sopranos we found out very quickly that while nothing about has changed about our love of that show yeah that it didn't really drive our podcast forward however we like TPTO yeah well I suppose the thing to do is finish the season then maybe pivot to some different arrangement where we just bullshit for an hour and a half and see where it takes us. Yeah. Because arguably, Andy Griffith's big old boner was not born out of The Soprano. No, definitely wasn't. But the conversation that led there might have been. Very true. Very so true. we could try a format where we don't have backing material that we're watching on mute in the background, see how it goes. If that's dead in the water, maybe the thing to do is just pivot to something. It doesn't have to be the same thing every week. We could put the big Lebowski on in the background on mute and see what visuals spark something that make us talk about see, stupid bullshit. Now, now, now we're on the same page. I think that's it's refreshing you said it because that's what I'm saying. Like put something on, and or if uh, if you're at work, I'm at work, and you read an article. Yeah. Right, and and you're like. Maybe you think, like, look how ridiculous this, this is. And maybe I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. And, and we split, we go crazy on that. Yeah. Or you put any kind of, maybe you put on TBN, the Christian Broadcast Network, <laughs> on the screen for an hour. Uh, we would just bitch. No, I don't. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. That's my point. Like, tonight's episode, we're going to put on the Statler Brothers. Yeah. A gospel music group that was made famous in the 80s and 90s. We're watching Joel Osteen. Again, <laughs> his big old fucking smile. I think he's blinked 7,000 times in the well, last it's, 35 it's, it's seconds. It's just kind of a perma squint. Yeah, which <laughs> tells you that he's lying. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could throw on Casino. We could throw on the oh, Big Lebowski. We, we can put on whatever we want in the background just so that we have visuals of whatever we're watching that when we hit a lull, might spark something okay, to push so the let's conversation make, let, let's, forward. For, in the interest of due diligence... I don't think any of our small fan base is going to be upset no, no. if we But for us, because we did, want, we, we did start this. And due diligence, we will finish season this one. season one. Yeah. And then we will reevaluate. Sure. And we'll start throwing on some different shit. I mean, I'm down. To, like, you know, you want to talk about nostalgia? Let's pop on Batman. Fuck yeah. Let's, let's, let's find some, I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one. Let's throw that on. See Casey Jones and the hot Rachel with the redhead and the... And the Wise men say forgiveness is divine, <laughs> but never pay a full price for late pizza. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Who knows where that line in any one of these movies can just 
spark us <laughs> off into some other territory. And then you get, we're not, think about it. In, in, in the history of this little short podcast, none of these titles have been related to The Sopranos, with the no. one exception of La Mimosa Pot Roaster, which even then. It's more so related to the mafia. And the fact that I had a pot roast in the fridge. <laughs> So, I mean, we were trying to find something with La Cosa Nostra. You saw a pot roast in the fridge. Yeah. Well, and mimosa was the obvious Yeah, well, because we like to drink yeah. when we do these things. La mimosa pot roast, it worked. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, there's not like a spirit that sounds like mimosa. What, well, in wrapping up, I really hope that all of a sudden after this little conversation over the last 30 minutes, our inbox is just flooded with ideas, like out of the blue. Or it's just a bunch of, please don't veer away from the Sopranos. <laughs> That's our favorite part. Or that, or please don't. We don't know where this will go from here if you try to lose. <laughs> if it's this random now, how much worse is it going to get? <laughs> <laughs> You're tuning in to WFUCK, the BAM, with the Golden Voice and the Last Man. Damn it. <laughs> Tonight we're going to be watching Aladdin. <laughs> and we're sorry. I don't know. I, I We got Captain Dave in the skycopter <laughs> coming up with traffic in five. Oh, we got a mattress in lanes. <laughs> oh, shit. Quick commercial break and we get back to Nickelback. Um, <laughs> no, I like it. Here's Disturbed <laughs> with Stupefy. We're going to give you one straight hour of Godsmack. <laughs> God. I'm not the one who's so far I remember we. I had, a, I had a girlfriend that took me to see Rob Zombie at when it, Lakewood when it was still called Lakewood. And Rob Zombie was fucking awesome. It's a great live show. Mm-hmm. The opening band was Godsmack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band before that was... Uh, Oh God! They were some terrible, terrible alt ninety nine X band. I don't, I don't remember their name right now. They're not relevant anymore. <laughs> but I'll never forget. <laughs> I opened the door to the car to get out to start walking to Lakewood, and as soon as I opened the door, there are these just doofus goatee, uh, tongue piercing, cargo short, Godsmack fan dickheads like. Slamming beers yeah. off to the side. And as soon as I open the door, I just hear one of them go, God's mic! I was just like, oh. And I looked at my girlfriend. And I was like, let's let's go home. Let's wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we'll miss the opening bands and just see Rob Zombie. I don't have a problem. I, so it's funny. It's always funny that some of the stuff that comes up. Because the other day on FB, I posted about if – if people could hear the songs that I make up, yeah, while I, I drive while I drive down the road, I, I would. It would. It was one of two ways: institutionalized or viral star. Yeah, and uh, I had the song from Rob Zombie, uh, Dracula. Yeah, it's Dracula, dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. Dracula. Yeah, and there was it's one Dragula. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what it is, but I just kept saying Scott Bakula, <laughs> and I just had this dream that I wanted to like weird out Yankovic that song <laughs> and do a, a Scott Bakula thing. What What's he famous for, Scott what, Bakula? Uh, that's uh, the the show. The Joni loves Chachi with the. I don't fucking remember the name of the show. He's not. He's not the. He's not with cousin Balky. That's somebody else. Right? I don't. I don't know. I, he's famous now for being. He's like the one. One of the handful of Republican celebrities that showed up. He was. He was at the the 
2016 Republican convention trumping for Trump. No, that's not who Scott Bakula yes. is. Yes, it is. No, Scott, yes. Scott Bakula is the, the... Oh, wait. No, I am wrong. Scott Bakula is the $6 million he, he, man or something. No, he was in Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Damn yeah. it. Did I get this wrong? Why am I thinking that that you're was... Think, you're thinking of... Uh, uh, yeah, you're thinking of... What, who's... Ralph, not, not Ralph Macchio. You're thinking... Well, I think he's a Republican, too. But you're thinking of... Uh, um, I think his name is Scott. Damn, I am. But that—that's who I'm talking about. I got it. I got it. That's uh, Scott yeah. Bakula. He that's, was in a great episode of Always Sunny. Yeah, when the gang turns black. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of you're thinking of Johnny loves Chachi. I can't think of his I, name. I can't right remember now. his name either. But that, I was thinking him. But yes, it does. It works for this too. <laughs> Scott Bakula. <laughs> you know, I just and I, well, I, I know that's why I was asking what's he famous for because we could fill the other verses. With yeah, Scott I mean, Bakula tr- material again in the same vein that we could write an Andy Griffiths porn porn spoof in three <laughs> weeks. If you gave us the let us listen to Dracula, yeah, for you know a day, and then we could go over Scott Bakula's IMDb page. You know, we yeah. got, we got a song there. The funny thing about the Rob Zombie show, we did wait for the opening bands, especially Godsmack, to be done before we went in. Mm-hmm. We had great seats, and I was actually on an aisle in the seated area of Lakewood. And uh, during one of the white zombie songs where they're playing old catalog music, all of the massive screens is just this big pair of tits. It's just (laughs) zoomed in on tits that are just jiggling (laughs) while they play. And Rob Zombie has disappeared from the stage. It's just the backing band. And we're just standing there watching. And it's just this just massive boobs moving everywhere. And out of nowhere, I get like violently bumped into on my left side because my left side is on the aisle. And I turn and I'm like, what the fuck? And there's this homeless looking guy rolling around on the ground and security swarms him, picks him up. And then as soon as they pick him up, stage security comes running and shoves security away and says, leave him alone. And that's when I look at him and realize that's Rob Zombie. <laughs> Motherfucker was running up and down the aisles, <laughs> tripped, hit me, tumbled and rolled, almost got booted out of his own show by security trying to like like manhandle a drunk person. But the stage knows what's going on, so they grab him. He kind of like looks at me and gives me the, you know, sorry, I hit you finger, and then runs back to the stage. And I turn to my girlfriend, I'm like, oh shit, Rob Zombie just bumped into me. He's not very big. He's a really little guy. Yeah. He's not big in person. He's a small guy, but it's like holy shit, unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've we've uh, ended on the Rob Zombie story. May as well. We yes. covered we covered enough. It's it's, it's, it's an hour and forty. We you know this is a good one. Eight and nine, we're good. I don't have any regrets. I have no regrets. We had to get back, and we wanted to have. I, I think there's something here for everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing bad about either of these episodes. If you, it's look. not. Well, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this. I, you know, when we when we recorded three and I left here, I left was like I was just like, oh fuck, that was bad. <laughs> and when I listened to it later, it's like three's actually not that bad. It's yeah. just like kind of underwhelming and short. I don't have that impulse or feeling about either of these. Could go either way. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not laughing my ass off like I did for Taco Chore or any of the shit that we covered in episode four, but I I feel as comfortable with these as I did for six or seven. We covered some good territory on on both episodes. (laughs) 
And it will be interesting to see what we pivot to once we're... Post-Sopranos. Post-Sopranos. How many episodes are left in this season? We have 10, obviously. Is there 12 or 13? I don't even think there's that many, because the first season is always typically shorter. Um, And technology is failing us. Oh, 13. 13. So we've got 10, 11, 12, 13 to go. Mm -hmm. And then then maybe we'll pivot to some sort of new... Uh, feeder material. Rob Zombie. You can just listen to Dragula. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That whole album's good. Hellbilly Deluxe. Never heard of it. I traded my copy of Hellbilly Deluxe for Nirvana Unplugged in 10th grade to one of my friends I used to get high with in the woods. Mm. And it was a bad deal because the Nirvana Unplugged CD had really bad scratches on it. Boy, you just got deboed. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> but you know what? I've got Apple Music. I can have it all now if I want, so it's fine. All right. Well, WFUCK. The Bam. The Bam. We got the the Laughing Man. (laughs) And the Golden Voice. You're here with the Golden Voice and the Laugh Man. (laughs) Which is going to stick, damn it. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I have a good time. It's fine. I'll laugh. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, you, your laughter lets the audience know when they should be I laughing, wheeze. too. <laughs> I'm a wheezing I laugh guy. I, I, don't, I think it's episode seven uh, when we're talking taco chore. Maybe it's six. I don't remember. But there's something that you're laughing at so hard. You can, like, hear the wheeze. Like, it's, you almost sound asthmatic. It's like, <laughs> like it's, uh, high, it's high-pitched. Uh, 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 it's like, uh, let's, <laughs> let's go out on this. I, have, I was just telling Leah, I have a friend of mine, one of my oldest friends, and whenever... Whenever he knew I was coming over, which I was over there all the time, he would always have the opening sequence of Spaceballs <laughs> tuned up. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? When that, and the, yeah. the giant shit yeah. just keeps going. It's classic Mel Brooks. It's yeah. the shit, that whole sequence is four minutes long. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, it <laughs> I always pee pee a little bit in my pants. And, <laughs> and he gets the wheeze laugh, yeah. which to him is like, yeah. He knows it's funny, but watching me have that moment is what makes him really enjoy it. So he would always have it synced up. Well, yeah, there you go. (laughs) He likes the wheeze. So if we can get people on the wheeze, I'll be the the laughing man of the golden voice and the laughing man trio. (laughs) I'm fine with that. All right. Well, I think on that, we'll sign out. We'll do the intro. We'll wrap up episode nine. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week for episode 10. TBTO out. Holla.